Hi there. Welcome to How We Think, a podcast that takes a deeper look at coaching conversations, the biases and beliefs that show up in such conversations, and ideas that make you sit up and take notice of your own patterns, your behaviors, and any opportunities to change. I am Neha Indoria and I have the amazing Bhavna Avasthi with me. Hey Bhavna, how are you doing? I'm very well, Neha. Thank you for asking and how are you? I'm good too. Um and as always this is fun you get yes we are I'm on episode 5 yeah we are also <laughs> yeah i'm looking forward to uh this conversation because um you know remember we said we'd record five episodes and then we are going to be telling people yeah. about it so <laughs> i'm thinking after all these months of uh, you know up and down we are finally going to record our fifth session and be out there in the world so okay. world wait wait we are coming yeah uh, today uh, folks those of us who are listening and thank you so much for uh, for listening to us um we are talking on a cold sunny february morning and we are both based in uh, gurugram now most likely you will have two responses to the statement the ones uh, like me who have grown up here would possibly remember with amount with a certain amount of fondness and nostalgia the joys of delhi in this season you know it's cold enough to enjoy the sun the air is crisp and having peanuts uh, shelled by a ch- chatty grandma in the sun is like a joy which is unmatched um others may have zoned in on winter and gurugram and instantly thought about pollution air quality indexes and the short but intense temperatures this my friends is bias our topic for today bias refers to a predisposition or prejudice that influences our perceptions judgments and actions it often stems from ingrained societal attitudes personal experiences and cultural upbringing what was your reaction to the statement bhavna <laughs> it's uh, such a relevant topic and and one that you know lurks underneath it's yeah. it's not obvious but it's important in the bigger scheme of things and has such a powerful impact on how we show up in the world mm-hmm. how we see the world and how eventually the world sees us so bias actually refers to the systematic and often unconscious inclination or prejudice in favor of or against a particular person group or thing it involves the distortion of judgment or decision making processes thus leading to unfair or unbalanced treatment of individuals or groups based on factors such as race gender age religion ethnicity socio economic status and many other characteristics and you know what bias can actually manifest in various forms including uh a person's attitudes their beliefs their stereotypes their perceptions behaviors and eventually actions mm. it it may also arise from personal experiences cultural influences social norms or institutional structures so eventually what we are seeing is bias can have significant impact on individuals and communities contributing to discrimination disparities inequalities um you know in different domains education employment healthcare so why this becomes relevant and important today is that 
recognizing and addressing bias becomes crucial for promoting fairness, equity, and inclusivity in society. Yeah, I hear you. Um, there are so many things that come up for us. Um, especially, I think into it, like it's twenty twenty four, and you you better be aware. <laughs> I think it it comes to uh, a lot of that, and so many things that you would be doing unconsciously you don't even realize it mm. and then and then when you know somebody else been point out you'll realize that yeah um possibly it is a bias in fact i i, I was looking at some video while we were doing some research um i will i will link up the description later i don't remember the video name but um uh, the ladies who were speaking they they came up with a good idea um that when somebody comes up with a bias, it is a lot of times difficult for the person also to realize what is like they have, they are displaying a bias. And so therefore within the team, what those guys have done is that they have simply called it as a purple triangle or purple flag so that it mm -hmm. is, you know, inclusive enough. Mm -hmm. And if you and I are having a conversation, I will simply say purple flag. So that mm. you get a moment to understand that something's not sitting right mm. and you get an opportunity to address it, you know, whenever you might want to and say, hey, mm -hmm. what what did I miss? You know, uh, what happened there? Um, but the other thing that comes up for me when, when I was hearing you, Bhavna, was that a lot of it also sounds like belief, right? Like how I have grown up um, yeah. has given me a set of beliefs and it is... How, how do I differentiate bias from belief? Yeah, what a good question that is. Um, first off, the purple flag, awesome. I think I'm going to start promoting the purple flag. Like it's such an intentional, uh, non-intrusive uh, way to call out. Yeah, I was, in fact, I was reminded of it when I, when, you know, when you were speaking and uh, then I was trying to, rack my brain to remember the name but then I also wanted to be present for the conversation <laughs> I will talk about it uh, but I will find the link and, and put it here later yeah that, that, that'll be good I think others can also look at that video and, and you know make their own inferences and uh, reflect on that so we were talking about what's the difference between a bias and a belief um, if we look at the definition of a belief it's an acceptance of something something existing or it being true especially oh. one without proof so you might believe something based on a fact an opinion or an assumption when you believe something you might not have immediate personal knowledge but you're satisfied that something is the way it is so while we know what beliefs are in the context of today's conversation we should explore a bit about belief bias and oh. Belief bias refers to the tendency to evaluate the strength of an argument based on its plausibility. So instead of considering the validity of the argument itself, we usually rely on our prior knowledge and beliefs. So in other words, if an argument aligns with our belief, we tend to accept it. Um, for example, if you came across a statement which said scientific studies have consistently shown that there is little nutrition nutritional difference between organic and conventional food. Now, because you firmly believe that all organic diet is superior to a conventional one, 
you will be skeptical and quickly dismiss the argument even though it provides scientific evidence does yeah. that make sense yeah it makes so much sense i mean there are so many things that you um you know that you would come across like for instance all organic diet made me think of uh the carbs versus fat debate you know when keto came and took over the world and mm-hmm. suddenly yeah. carbs became your enemy and now you yeah. so believe that carbs are not good for you that um all that you have eaten all your life does not matter but now <laughs> this belief and bias this belief has taken over so i like i like the idea of belief bias and it also sounds like you know i mean sometimes a belief will create biases sometimes it will be the opposite and they can be fairly intermingled i think a good marker that uh, could be used for bias is that bias is it's often unconscious and automatic um it does influence our thoughts our perceptions and our actions but largely it is without us realizing it and it can also be deeply ingrained i mean you you basically work on it it basically works at you from an unconscious uh, level from a level of unconscious awareness and beliefs um i would like i am tending to say that beliefs are conscious and they're reflective uh they involve deliberate acceptance of certain ideas like like in this keto example you mm-hmm. might be living with carbs all your life mm-hmm. but now your belief tells you that um carbs are not good and i also wanted to take a make minute and look at the different kinds of biases that may exist this is i mean it's not an exhaustive list but i don't even think it can be one uh, but the big ones seem to be around cognitive bias implicit bias and cultural bias um you know it just seems like out of these three is where most things will stem yeah totally totally it it makes sense to actually talk about these three big ones because you're right most of the uh, things stem from here so i want to take up cognitive bias first mm-hmm. um cognitive bias refers to systematic patterns of deviation from rationality in judgment or decision making processes now <laughs> it seems like a complex statement um imagine this 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 bias occurs when our brain process informa- processes information in a way that leads to subjective judgment or interpretation rather than objective analysis mm-hmm. so cognitive biases can influence perceptions beliefs decisions often leading to errors or distortion in reasoning mm-hmm. um if we next talk about implicit bias also known as an unconscious bias it refers to attitudes or stereotypes that affect our understanding actions and decisions in a very unconscious manner they are kind of automatic unintentional and often deeply ingrained they shape our perceptions and behaviors without even a conscious awareness yeah implicit biases mostly are formed based on socialization cultural upbringing personal experiences and can influence how we perceive and interact with people Mm-hmm. um lastly we wanted to uh, yeah we wanted to talk about cultural bias it refers to the tendency to favor certain cultural norms values or practices over others often mm-hmm. resulting in unfair or discriminatory treatment based on cultural differences hmm it's 
sneaky little suckers all of these boys <laughs> <laughs> yes yes you know? absolutely you know this cultural bias and uh, i'm reminded of this north versus the south debate you know the north mm. the people from the north they always have a certain chip on their shoulders saying you know we are how how much smarter we are or how much clever we are or, <laughs> you know we are street smart and all of those that's that's a bias yeah um, and that the and the people from the south are uh, generally more uh, naive they're novices they're you know more innocent you know that's a bias that's in the north yeah yeah and the south ones have the exact opposite of <laughs> like uncultured uncouth people from the north yeah um i i remember you know years ago when i was working for an for a company which is largely based out of south um i and i met someone and we were like okay so what are you doing over the weekend i didn't have kids then so i was like oh i'm going for this party this that what are you doing for the weekend we are going for a bharatnatyam recital and i was like yeah yes i i completely see what is going on here but yeah so invisible uh, very invisible um and you know if you look at it in the modern day scenario there are there are a lot of big incidents that that can show how bias works invisibly uh, mm-hmm. there are also obviously um small ones a usual suspect i think which which also gets highlighted in our this yeah. this out debate is the us versus them bias you know you mm. um even if you take away the cultural implications and and look at something small every day that you do it just and you would one would think that it doesn't seem to impact your life but it has far reaching impact when you start look at it look at what it does collectively to a larger section of people Mm-hmm. um for instance take the gender pay gap like from this lens and don't even consider of uh, take into consideration your own gender like it could be a male or a female mm-hmm. um but let's say you join the workforce um and uh, you're now a manager and a single female joins your team this mm-hmm. place potential you work well together life is good but now almost unconsciously of course you're thinking will this change when she gets married i remember mm. having uh, being asked that question you know that when is marriage on the horizon and she did, now you have added that lens to your evaluation of her work without I mean, nothing's happened yet she's doing well but that lens has now been added um let's say she does get married and you know luckily life doesn't change she's doing what what was required of her and everything is fine but now your thought is is she planning to have children when will mm. she plan to have children and how much of the weightage will you give to that thought while assessing her from promotion that is where you might want to like take a minute and see how much weightage you actually give it whether consciously or mm. Uh, mm. unconsciously and it builds slowly right you slowly the bias will keep blinging you will keep adding layers to it and your experiences will further shape even though ostensibly you are trying and you're telling yourself that you are hard, trying hard for equal treatment mm so true and uh, so real <laughs> and you know i was <laughs> i was reading this uh, study there's a research that uh, there are these two professors uh, by the name of Susan R Matson and Maureen S Andrade 
and they're professors in the uh, University of Utah Valley. And they have done this beautiful research on unconscious gender bias theory. Oh, okay. Yeah, very, very interesting. And, and it's a big paper and um, it's very revealing on one end. And I think uh, much like how you suggested, we'll put the TED Talk uh, link here. I think I'm I'm going to give you the link and we can put that as well in this uh, in the notes yeah. of this uh, conversation. So um, this research focuses on conscious or deliberate biases towards women, particularly mm -hmm. in workplace settings, and has led to the study of uh, unconscious bias. Unconscious gender bias um, occurs when a person consciously rejects gender stereotypes, but still unconsciously makes evaluations based on stereotypes. So can you see the dichotomy here? Yeah, absolutely. The, yeah, the powerful yet often invisible barriers to women's advancement that arise from cultural beliefs about gender, as well as workplace structures, practices and patterns of interaction, inadvertently favor men. And in, there is this whole study, yeah. Inadvertently favor men. That is some powerful stuff. <laughs> stuff. I mean, as women, of course, we have experienced these nuances, you know. It, it just, it becomes so layered that it becomes difficult for you to, um, to probably separate out of it. A lot of mm. it, um, mm. at the workplace, there are a lot of these biases that I think play in the heads of women as well. You know, what it seems like is that unless we live in a bubble with no human interaction, biases <laughs> will creep in. Yeah. Uh, some good, others bad. What we're trying to say here is that the idea is not that you shouldn't have them. It is to accept their presence and move towards um, can you and those around you, let's say in your team, uh, figure out a common language to address them. Of course, the big ones, you know, they'll take time. Uh, you will also, it is not probably something that can simply be addressed in a workplace environment because there is so much else at play. Uh, education, awareness, all of it has to happen on a much larger scale. But at your end, the first step, and, you know, we always, in I think in every topic that we have discussed, we always yeah. come back to this. But the first step is awareness. Um, you know, yeah. I read this line in, in this book called The the secret. Now, the book asks a lot of its readers. It can be challenging. But this one line that I picked up was, are you aware? And all that uh, you're being asked to do is to keep a check on this very simple exercise. Uh, every once in a while, take a pause from whatever you're doing, look up in the distance and ask yourself, are you aware? And you know, if you've ever practiced it, I mean, Bhana, you are one of the most aware people I know. But uh, when I first started practicing it, um, it was just that, you know, just a whoosh of information would sort of hit you because you have, you've been looking at a screen and then now suddenly your uh, mm -hmm. your perspective has in, increased. Mm -hmm. And it just, it just helps you shift your perspective little by little in directions you may not have considered before. Mm -hmm. What you're actually talking about is, uh, you know, very intentional self-reflection. Mm. So this, this, are you aware? Mm. If we just leave it at, are you aware? Then you are, like you said, it's a overload, overwhelm of all of the things that you are now, uh, that are coming to you. But mm -hmm. if we look at uh, a, a very intentional way of doing it, mm -hmm. um, 
as coaches, we we say, you know, the power of question and the, the question has to be precise and concise. And are you aware is a very precise question, but there is still some ambiguity in it. So if we imagine, if we, if we also add it, are you aware of if a bias is at play? Mm. Are you aware of how you're feeling? about this particular situation are you aware of what is the impact that you're having in this situation are you aware of how you are contributing to this situation so it becomes a very intentional self-reflection i like that phrase And, intentional self-reflection yeah yeah uh The other way, the another another thing that I came across uh, one of these days, I was reading an article. This was from uh, University of Arizona, and I don't know. It's like like you you know you were saying the down the rabbit hole. You start reading about one thing, and you found this very nice article. And I think I'm going to share the link also to that article. It talks about many such things. Uh, this talked about focusing on the, the platinum rule. Uh huh. And uh, we've heard about the golden rule and the golden rule is like uh, treat others how you want to be treated. Mm -hmm. But now the platinum rule is it focuses on treating people how they want to be treated. Hmm. Right. So treating people how they want to be treated, so, which means you keep your bias aside. You don't matter. You don't matter. What matters is how they want to be treated. So um golden rule very good but let's move on to the platinum rule yeah just to say let's treat others and how they want to be treated if i want to be treated special well you better treat me specially <laughs> yeah <laughs> yes does noted. it make sense noted and underlined <laughs> yeah um You make so much sense, and another way I think to understand your own biases, um, and the biases of others is to is to commit to live with a discovery mindset, uh, mm. explorative at all times, um, and it recognize it requires us to recognize that when something is different from us or what mm. our choice would be, there are there is obviously the opportunity to say. hey this is not me um but there is also an opportunity to say hmm what is this and mm. you know you might discover a unique strategy and of course along the way you there will be some amount of discomfort because it is different from you but yeah. that doesn't make it it doesn't qualify it as bad as good it is just different and i think that's what uh, that's 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 could that's what could allow you to bring in something new um without mm. giving up on what you have mm. um and the other thing i wanted to talk about was to understand your own bias first mm. uh, in the workplace or even in a social sector there a uh, social setup there are always a lot of biases at play and it's you know you have to accept the fact that just like how your biases while being at play do not necessarily make your intention different no at least not uh, conscious intention um others would would be working the same way as well and the best way to overcome these biases is to you know speak to somebody have have someone who's like a trusted friend a confidant 
um, and talk through your thoughts. Because when you're able to express your unconscious opinion with someone who's trusted, just the act of speaking out loud might help you identify the bias which you had not thought of. And once you're able to, able to identify them, then you can move forward at overcoming them. The best thing about it is that when you're in that trusted space, you're able to think out loud and see the patterns your thoughts create. And the feedback from the other person allows you to broaden your views and essentially it, it gives you a new perspective. Yeah, totally makes sense. Um, but you know what? Mm-hmm. The other ask now when we're doing all of this is actually having the courage to do it. Oh, yes. And <laughs> using that courage as an accelerator. Yeah. So um, when we are questioning ourselves, when we are trying to understand our own biases, when we are trying to gather more information about what are some of the biases that others may be starting from or you know, using as a lens, we have to be courageous. We have to value courage. We have to embrace courage. At times, we have to request courage. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and the writer is, be human through it all. While that may appear to be significant and perhaps complex, it is a set- settling of the mind and recognition of an p- opportunity. Mm. Bias is an unconscious posture and easier to identify in others. So the first step of courage occurs within us, asking ourselves the question, why do I believe this? What did my family or community tell me about myself? What do I believe of others and why? And of course, you know, at the end of the day, allowing grace and space to learn, not just for yourself, but for others. The two thoughts that came to me was that one, um, and we addressed this a little earlier, that biases, when you start looking at the layers, it seems untenable Mm. to get away from bias um, because it is, there are so many nuances. And the analogy that came up to me, came to me was uh, a little different, please. (laughs) The analogy that came to me was Alice in Wonderland. You know, uh, all was fine in Alice's world. She was living her own life until she went down that rabbit hole and discovered that there was so much that she did not know uh, existed. So at this outset, it might seem that it's too big. Um, Mm. You know, but as we were speaking about, as we were were discussing the steps, um, the second thought that we would like you to kind of think of, uh, you know, mull over is that This is the nature of awareness at all times. It will bring a wealth of information forward. However, awareness is also the key. Explore Mm. the be mindful of the various aspects, uh, you know, some of which we have spoken about and see how it fits for you. If at the end of the day, one approaches every situation in person with an exploratory bias, it becomes so much simpler. You know what? At this point... I'm reflecting whether we have given too much information in this in this talk to our listeners. And just to address that, I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to sum up this conversation. We started talking about bias and how it is very unintentional, it is very unconscious, and how it is relevant and has power. 
Yeah. We talked about various ways that it shows up uh, and various ways because of which it exists. So whether it is societal, whether it is cultural, whether it is unconscious, uh, cognitive, implicit. We talked about all of that and what they actually mean. Mm. We further went down and talked about these studies that uh, that deal with the gender bias. Mm-hmm. which seems to be one of the key things that me and you both favor and, you know, is important to us. Yeah. Uh, from there, we talked about, you know, five things. One is practicing intentional self-reflection. Mm-hmm. Uh, the second one was the platinum rule, treat others the way they want to be treated. Mm-hmm. Um, while at all times having a discovery mindset uh, to watch out for the opportunity, Mm-hmm. and um, understanding your bias by talking through to people that are trusted, creating more awareness as you go along the way. And finally, most importantly, using courage as an accelerator. Mm-hmm. Um, this is where we are. While, of course, it is change doesn't happen in a day just because we've had this, we've created this wonderful talk, you've listened to the wonderful talk, does not mean from tomorrow the biases won't play. But what means is that somewhere at the back of your mind, there's a little voice that is now awake that will prompt you, send you to that discovery mode and ask those questions of how am I contributing? How is this bias contributing um, to this situation, to this conversation, to this event? please do take a look at uh, all the links that we have added in the description. Um, I will also remember the one that I kind of spoke about and add that mm. there as well. Um, you know, take a look, uh, take a look at what, whichever bits sort of resonated with you and see what you would like to take out from there. Um, I also, uh, you know, there was an interesting TED talk I, I found from... Uh, this gentleman called J. Marshall Shepherd. He's a meteorologist. And he has taken global warming as the topic for his TED Talk and used global warming to explain bias. So I thought it was a really fun uh, way to look at it. And that link you will find in the description as well. Uh, but enough talk for now. Uh, probably is a good place for us to pause. What do you think, Mahabhavna? <laughs> Yeah, I concur. I think uh, it's a good place to pause. Until next time. Thank you all you lovely people for listening to us. Do write to us about what you thought of this conversation and any other topic that you would like to explore in the next episodes. And if this episode resonated with you in any way, we would appreciate if you take 30 seconds to follow us on our adventures. Uh, You could share it with someone who may need it. And of course, hit subscribe so you stay up to date thank you and goodbye goodbye